Hey folks, Larry from Achieving Reality, the podcast. Have you been trying to figure out what subscription box to sign up for? If you're a movie buff, then I've got what you need, baby. Horror Pack. For just $19.99 each month, you'll get three DVDs and an exclusive. Or you can spend $24.99 and snag three Blu-rays and an exclusive each month. Just go to horrorpack.com and pick your plan. Now, you've been told what to do, so go do it. Horrorpack.com And we're rolling. Hello, and welcome to another Achieving Reality, the podcast. I'm your host, Larry. Today, Chris and I are going to talk about how to use a public restroom. Yes, that's right. We all know you don't understand how to go to the bathroom. Well, right now, we're going to tell you exactly how to do just that. So, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. We'll see you at the end. Bye. Hey, Chris. Hey, Larry. A little more. I'm changing it up. Okay. Going for the unexpected thing. Well, that was unexpected. I could just get right in the microphone. Like, Hello! <laughs> <laughs> it almost sound like Rita Moreno at the electric company. Mm-hmm. Hey, you guys! Nice when you explain it to them. Looks like that with your fucking wangle. That's what I was going with, but then you had to go on spoilers. We're going to learn something new again. Oh, boy. This I is just something. I love learning stuff. New. This is something you should already know. I'm not learning something new. But WikiHow is explaining it to us. Okay. <laughs> WikiHow, how to wipe your ass. Close. That's, that's to, next week. Oh, okay. How do you, I almost went with how to clean your penis. So just remember that. Buy a gun cleaning kit. House is seeing if people will do it. <laughs> How to use a public restroom. That is what I'm getting ready to read. Okay. Because I decided to skip. Step three, wipe the seat. <laughs> Step three, what? Step four, wipe the seat again. <laughs> Step five, just hover. <laughs> Good for your calf muscles. <laughs> public restrooms are not always the cleanest places to visit. No. Well, I mean, it depends on where you are. I mean, like, you go to, like, most quick trips, the bathrooms are pretty clean. That is true. And same with racetracks. Some, not so much. What, racetracks? Oh, Oh, just in general. Just in general. Even a clean public restroom can harbor many germs just by the fact that so many people use the same facility all day long. There have been a few studies that have shown that... All day long. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember, folks, if the seat's moist, get off. 
No, don't. That's probably why it's moist. <laughs> Not that kind of get off. Get up and leave. If you see it's moist, get an ointment. <laughs> get an ointment. Quick. <laughs> there have been a few studies that have shown, although public restrooms may seem like a scary germ-filled place, <laughs> Most do There's not. There's a reason. Most, most do not. Are scary terms <laughs> yeah, yeah. Most, uh, most do not carry an above-average amount of germs. However, this doesn't mean you should throw good common sense out the window to decrease your chance. Most of, other don't have windows. <laughs> to decrease your chance of contracting most. germs or just helping you feel more comfortable using the public restroom, don't use the public bidet. There are a few tips to keep in mind. Those are called water fountains, Larry. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> that could be part of the problem. No wonder I keep getting thrown out. <laughs> but it makes me feel so I, moist. I thought I was using it wrong. <laughs> it says silence says don't drink from this. Uh, I, thought, I didn't know that was a COVID thing. I thought they were warning me about drinking out of the bidet. <laughs> oh, damn. Look Name of the episode. Don't drink out of the bidet. <laughs> there you go. Wiki how not to drink out of the bidet. Oh, that's got to exist. I'm going to have to look at that one. How to use a bidet? How to not drink out of the bidet. No, that's probably not one that tells you how not to do something. Wiki, why? <laughs> look so at now i got to look up the how to wipe your ass and <laughs> how to use a bidet. Okay. Let's see where this show's going. <laughs> right down the turret. <laughs> don't sound scuffy. He'll be mad. He don't like bidets. Oh, that extra pump ain't nothing you can do without how to use a leaf anyways uh look into multiple stalls choose a stall that seems the cleanest the toilet should be flushed the seat should be dry and not moist and free of any visible debris and there should be toilet paper and seat protectors many use a level make sure that <laughs> many times one or two stalls may be visibly dirty or contaminated many times these stalls should be avoided if possible Look for graffiti. If your only stall, only you, option. Well, you need something to read while you're there. <laughs> Take your mind off what you're doing. Well, we have smartphones now. That's rude. Yeah, perfectly good graffiti there. People spend time putting it there. And you're gonna just ignore if your it only option is to use a dirtier or unclean stall, use more unclean. precaution. Unclean. <laughs> and, and employ as many safe practices as possible. Attention employees, wash hands before entering this. <laughs> <laughs> Sandblast them afterwards. <laughs> flush safely. Flush safely. When a toilet is flushed, the quote spray zone can be up to six feet. If you're in the stall and flush, you're right in the middle of that zone. So stand six feet away from it and then flush it. <laughs> if you're, you're like, sweet, a slender man, use toilet <laughs> or miles. Uh, <laughs> Use toilet paper to touch the handle. Avoid using your bare hand to flush the toilet. It's not even a problem anymore. That's true. It's just automatic nowadays. There's a little camera with their spine on you. <laughs> and the guy in the control room flushes it when you're like three feet away. <laughs> in addition, face away from the toilet when you flush. So turn around, reach behind you with a piece of toilet paper, find the handle. That way your face and mouth are not facing the toilet and will be away from the spray zone. <laughs> I'm just going to call it the splash zone. You're sitting there with your mouth agape, staring down into <laughs> the toilet, flushing it. That's amazing! Oh, look at it swirl! Oh. Use toilet paper to open the door. 
Stands the reason that inside latch of the toilet door is dirtier than the outside latch. Use a small piece of toilet paper to open it and dispose of this paper immediately in the bin upon exiting. Wait. Throw it in the bin after you leave. Hold on. Throw it in the bin after you leave. Hold on. There's, bin, there's usually bathroom? a trash can right there by the... By the door. Or by the, wa the wash the basins. Yeah. So you throw it in there, then you wash your hands. Said the, Just try to make a shot. Kobe! <laughs> they said to throw it away after you leave. <laughs> yeah. But there's not going to be a trash can after you leave. <laughs> it's inside. Just leave it on the bar. <laughs> For the next person. <laughs> Do it to Sir, what is that? Oh, it's my toilet paper from the toilet. I, I looked it up. This is how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> you're supposed to leave it on the bar. <laughs> oh, get out of here. You're supposed to throw it away after you leave. <laughs> now, my fault you don't have a trash can out here. <laughs> Three, wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands in the warmest water available or that is comfortable for you. The hot water helps sanitize your hands. Wash your hands using soap no, for at least it's, it's 20 seconds. No, never hot enough to sanitize it hot enough to make it a nice comfortable environment for breeding <laughs> wash your hands with using soap for at least 20 seconds under running water happy birthday song twice twice now four Jeez. dry your hands appropriately ideally dry your hands inappropriately <laughs> <laughs> wait, till, wait till the guy's walking past grab the tail of his shirt <laughs> hey that's inappropriate <laughs> stick your hands in his pockets just Hold on. Stop rubbing my ass. I'm drying my hands. Now my pants are moist. <laughs> well, I've got some ointment for that. No, thank you. Ideally, the bathroom will have paper towels. If this Ideally. Is, if this is an option, also turn off the faucet with a paper towel. Use a separate towel to dry your Wear hands. Wear gloves. And <laughs> open the door of the bathroom. Especially when you're washing your hands. We're, you don't want to have dirty gloves when you leave. Studies show... That some hand dryers blow water back towards your face. In addition, other hand dryers catch water at the bottom of the drying unit, that's the Dyson one, and blow that collected water back upwards towards the user. If a hand dryer is the only method of drying your hands, follow the next guy out and use the tail of his shirt. Oh, wow, look at that. No. Follow the use of these machines by rubbing your hands with an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. <laughs> The lie-based sanitizer. <laughs> <laughs> exfoliate, exfoliate. <laughs> Just get rid of that layer of skin. <laughs> there we go. Now it should be nice and moist. We've used that in this episode that we have in a lot of episodes. Leave the restroom safely. <laughs> no, I'm going to skip when I leave. <laughs> no, I'm going to throw glass on the ground and take my shoes off. Remember, although you've washed your hands, others may not have. Power slide into the door. <laughs> there is still a significant amount of germs on the door and handle of the restroom. Use a small toilet square. A toilet square? <laughs> I don't know so why. So you make sure that the toilet's nice, <laughs> 90 degrees from the wall? Apparently. This is too much. Oh, man, this was a good choice. No, use a, a good choice. Use a small square of toilet paper or hand drying paper. It's literally what hand drying paper. 
<laughs> Instead of paper towel. I had to go to Dick Blick and some hand-drying paper. To open the door that leads out of the toilets. It may sound finicky, but after all, your hard effort to wash your hands. <laughs> after all, you've spent 50 minutes in there trying to use, <laughs> trying to use the toilet. Continue without coming in contact with more germs. Also, consider following up your bathroom break by using a hand sanitizer. This can help remove any additional Once outside, germs. zip up your hazmat suit. <laughs> I don't know if I actually want to go into this next one. What's the next one? Practice safe baby changing techniques. We've come this far. All right. Let's just keep going. Always have a changing pad and blanket with you. You can lay these down on the changing table if there isn't. Well, no, you need to put something down before you put your changing blanket down because you don't want to get germs on the changing blanket. Well, that's the pad. Ah. Uh, just let the kid go on the pad, then you don't have to worry about it. That's true. Uh, or if there isn't one on a nearby bench or chair or handicap stall. Or have a stranger holding it. It may also be a good idea to keep extra wipes or baby-approved sanitizers with you. Isn't that what you should be doing anyway? Yeah. Nope, only carried the one. <laughs> one wipe for baby. <laughs> one wipe a day. Tell management about poorly maintained restrooms or leaks. That always bothers me because they had that fold-down changing table. Yeah. Like, what are those hinges are weak? You put the baby on it, it's just clunk. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, don't, they don't look like they have any kind of support underneath them. They don't. It's just those hinges. Yeah, just those big old and things. You just lay the baby down there and just hear clunk. <laughs> like, what happened? Bonk! Oops. Contact the building staff or appropriate management team and let them know that the restroom should be checked and cleaned. If you don't get a response or the standards don't lift, well, if it's dirty, contact your local health department we'll and lodge a complaint. Speaking of the health department, Marissa and I actually saw the Fulton County Medical Examiner coming out of a neighborhood in this area yesterday when I was going to work. Yeah. I was like, oh boy. I was like, well, at least now I know what he drives. It's a Grand Cherokee, by the way. Yeah. He said, there's a, a vacancy down the road. <laughs> Somewhere. Always <laughs> look on. <laughs> Random Nautica. State sale, state sale, state sale. Empty field. <laughs> well, now, last time we used Random Nautica, it was like that. It's like, it like empty field, empty field, empty field. Oh, state sale. <laughs> Bring your own toilet paper. So have you been eating a lot of MREs lately? <laughs> Health experts say that when a what toilet... What are you packing a bag for? Well, I'm going out. Thought I might need to use a public restroom, so I got my public restroom bag here. I got my public restroom go bag here. Got my wipes, my toilet paper, my portable bidet, hand drying squares, <laughs> my toilet square, <laughs> level. Uh, health experts say that when a toilet is flushed, some waters and germs are sprayed into the air. This spray can be far-reaching in the stall and can land on a variety of areas, including well far between the paper. Far-reaching in the stall. <laughs> Thank How far-reaching does something have to be to go to one end of a stall, you know? Very far, apparently. No, no, well, I mean, no. for a water drop, it's like miles. Removing the first two layers of toilet paper can help reduce how many germs you come in contact with. Slow, slow them? Throw them into the toilet before you shit down. You can also keep your own toilet paper in a plastic baggie in your purse or pocket so you don't have to use toilet paper provided in the bathroom. Because If you don't use the toilet paper provided in the bathroom, then you can't bitch when they're out. <laughs> That's half the fun of going. That's true. Two, keep your own seat protectors. <laughs> this bag is getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> uh, uh, going into the quick trip, need to get in the trunk. Quick, grab, grab my bag. My wheel cart for the, my toilet use. Using the medical the, examiner going into the bathroom. <laughs> using the seat protectors that are provided can help you feel better and safer when you sit on the seat. Putting on your face shield, snapping on your gloves. 
Just gonna take a deuce. <laughs> I wouldn't put a face shield on to drop a deuce. It'd stink if you trapped in there. Better safe than sorry. <laughs> oh, 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 with the ventilator on and the shield down, I'm gonna throw up in the mask. Again, when the, on the carpet. When the, <laughs> again, when the toilet is flushed, the water enjoys joins? Joins? The water enjoys in the toilet can be sprayed all over the, the provided seat protectors. Make you bugs bunny. <laughs> Get rid of the first one available and throw away the in germ? the toilet. No, seat protector. Wasting seat protectors. Many pharmacies. No one uses them anyway. And outdoor stores now carry tiny packs of toilet seat covers, and it can't hurt to toss a pack or seven into your handbag or backpack wherever you go. There's no room. I got the toilet paper and the, and the, yeah, toilet, the toilet square, square. and the hand drying square. <laughs> and not to mention the changing blanket pad, baby. Ah. <laughs> uh. Bring alternate hand and body sanitation items. Bring alternate hands and body. <laughs> Change them out before you go in. <laughs> you are not guaranteed to have a safe hand washing facilities in a public restroom. So having a plan... Yeah, you're not guaranteed to have a safe toilet in a public restroom. So having a backup plan is helpful. Carry a waterless hand sanitizer with you. Waterless. You can use it after you've washed your hands and exited the uh, extra the restroom for extra precaution. It's just a powder. Look <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> at my eyes! Oh, it burns! Take a probiotic. <laughs> really? Get vaccinated. <laughs> Studies have shown the more beneficial and healthy bacteria or microbes you have in your gut, the better your ability has to fight off foreign pathogens. Taking a daily probiotic might be helpful, especially, condom. especially if you have to use a public restroom on a regular basis. Take a probiotic that has at least 10 billion CFUs, colony-forming units, this word or depends. NFCs, whatever works for you. GMOs. <laughs> Each day, this amount is generally contained in one pill or tablet. There are no questions just, just where asked of this. Just wear depends and go into a public restroom, throw away your depends and come back out. Yeah. So there you go, Chris. I'm happy you now learned how to use a public restroom. Yay. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, shit. Literally. Uh, so dumb. So dumb. All right. Cue toilet music. What'd you bring for us now, Chris? I don't know why I do that. I'm just going to cut it out. I brought... Mallow Top Reese's! Oh, we both can't... No, I'm not sharing with you. Well, I didn't know if the rest is probably here or not. That's pretty cool. Peanut butter cups. Marshmallow topped. Marshmallow flavored cream. I need to read it. That's what they should do. I'm getting there. <laughs> Ingredients: peanuts, milk. What well, now? You get the Reese's peanut butter cups, mallow top. That's what I did. I Marshmallow did. flavored cream with milk chocolate and other stuff. And other stuff. So the ingredients are peanuts, milk chocolate. Sugar, cocoa butter, chocolate, skim milk, milk fat, lactose, lecithin, more sugar, vegetable oil, palm oil, shea oil, sunflower oil, palm kernel oil, and or sapphire oil. 
dextrose, skim milk, corn syrup salads, lactose milk. Contains 2% or more, or I mean, or less of salt. Natural and artificial flavor, lecithin, uh, TBHQ, citric acid to maintain freshness. Contains penis, milk, and soy. If you didn't know that this contains peanuts, then you deserve your allergic reaction. Fair enough. You know? It says peanut butter cups. Oh, these must be safe. I'm only deathly allergic to peanuts. <laughs> it's probably all artificial anyway. It's that fake peanut butter. No one uses real peanuts anymore. These are a little melted. Like, I don't know why. I don't either. We're gonna cancel Reese's. They still use real peanuts in their peanut butter. But they know that's not safe for me. Wow. Doesn't taste much different. I taste the marshmallow. I mean, I get a little extra sugar kick, but other than that. I mean, this tastes exactly like what it says it is. Marshmallow top peanut butter cup. Oh, there it is. It's not bad. Not bad at no, all. Not bad. It's going to be one of them limited time ones, though, so. Get it while you can. I'm not normally big on marshmallow candy stuff, but I like that. Well, it's marshmallow cream flavored. Yeah. So, uh, marshmallow flavored cream, so it's not actually marshmallow. It's not actually cream either. Well. Quite fondant. Yeah. But I like how the thickness of the marshmallow topping varies along this. Yeah, well, I mean, it when they put it together, it all pretty much varies when they just go, it just runs through a machine. It's like, you got more chocolate on this side. It's weird. They are good. But you expect with these mass-produced things that everything's going to be identical. Machine made it, blah, blah, blah. This actually almost has a hint of like there might be a human involved. <sighs> Speaking of humans being involved in the making of edible products... Uh, for those of you who didn't know or cared to know, and you might want to look this up in your Funko Wagnall, Soylent Green happened this year. Happened last year? No, it was 2022. Are you talking about the movie? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah, they were yeah. talking about the product. No, 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 no. Soylent's no. been around for a couple of years now. Yeah, no, Soylent has been around for a while because it's a soy. But the movie Soylent Green takes place in 2022. So, mm, yummy. Get ready, everybody. Mm -hmm. Spoilers. It's people. In 2023, no anti-vaxxers. <laughs> Soylent Green is anti-vaxxers. Then you can't scream people. It's it's people. It, it it's was, stupid! Soylent Green is stupid! stupid. <laughs> That's the name of the episode right there. Soylent <laughs> Green is stupid. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we run out of anti-vaxxers, we got the flat earthers. We can start yeah. on them. Well, a lot of them are anti-vaxxers. So no, not necessarily. Some, there's going to be a little bit of crossover. There's going to be a little bit of crossover. Yeah. Just in case we run out. I mean, yeah. It's wildly popular. People love it. What, Soylent Green? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's all the rage. Oh, okay. It's the most popular Soylent. Soylent Grey's all right. Tastes like it's gone off. Soylent Brown is too chocolatey. Soylent Brown is just pot brownies. Yeah, hey. It's fine with me, man. I'm okay with that. You don't have a lot of food products that include the word brown. Like apple brown Betty's like your... Yeah, that's kind of it, isn't it? People don't... Brown bread. People don't really gravitate toward brown. Well, brown bread... Lots of foods or brown this and you brown that. And well, that's because that's what you are doing. Mm -hmm. You are making it brown. But brown bread is always the stuff that they use to make it is all brown. So no, it's better than like green bread. Green. <laughs> yeah, no. Blue bread. Mm. Why is the bread spotty and furry? Oh, it's because it's artisan bread. That's the green bread. You bought it at Whole Foods. Don't, don't, don't touch that. That artisan bread from Whole Foods has a shelf life of now. Did you walk out of the store with it? Yeah, that was it. 
they owe bread, they pay you to take it. <laughs> Sell it to pharmacies for penicillin. Marissa couldn't take it. She's allergic to penicillin. Good lord. Can't take her anywhere. Mm-hmm. Allergic to penicillin? Yeah. She actually had a mushroom the other day by accident. Uh-oh. We don't think she actually ate one, though, because it was in my dad's fried rice, and she would, she ate some of the fried rice, and I didn't see any when I had it on the table, and That's my dad told it out. kind of unusual for fried rice to have mushrooms in it. Yeah, well, every every Chinese place does it differently, yeah. and they put big old button mushrooms in it, and I saw one. I go, don't eat the fried rice anymore, after she was already done with her little spoonful. It's like, now you tell me. She's like, why? I go, there's mushrooms in it. She finished the meal, and we got mostly done, and we were just sitting there talking. She's like, you know, I think I'll just take a Benadryl to not worry. Mm-hmm. So, not a bad she, idea. Yeah, no. The one time you forget to tell them in advance. I told them, too. When I rated them, I, I said, everything was great, everything tasted amazing, but we said no mushrooms because we are allergic, and there was mushrooms in the fried rice. So, I'm kind of hoping maybe they actually read their reviews, and when I go in... Again, you know, I could be like, hey, no mushrooms because we're allergic. And they'll be like, oh, that's you guys. We're so sorry. You know, here's a free mushroom free fried rice or something. Here's a free mushroom soup. Yeah, here's a free mushroom. All right, so now what? I'd buy it again. I would definitely buy it again. Or, well, I would buy it. <laughs> Forget what bit we're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm going to get to taste this marshmallow in my mouth. Oh, 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 oh cue music. <laughs> so, uh, so the Reese's Marshmallow Top, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. Mallow Top. Mallow Top is super tasty. The packaging's pretty bright, too. Yeah, it's a it's an Easter thing, because you can actually see there's an Easter egg on the side. Mm-hmm. So, there's a lot of yellow. Bright yellow. A lot of yellow. So cue uh, marshmallow music. For a few minutes, <laughs> okay. Our throat's all gummed up with marshmallow. <laughs> We're gonna throw it back for something we haven't done in a little while. Vocabulary, no, not that far. <laughs> not that far, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Silly Unexplained. <laughs> We're going to dig through our junk email files. <laughs> oh, jeez. No! <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Speaking of shit that didn't work. Yeah, let's uh, hit the generate my number here. 266. Goes along with our new show, 665. <laughs> In the realm of miracles is the section that it's in. Oh, goody. All we need is a miracle. I need you. Thank you, Neil. 
<laughs> Neil sings your favorite hits. You'll never listen to him again. Nathan Coker, the cool blacksmith. The cool blacksmith. It says, got his hat all at a jaunty angle, got his sunglasses on. Hey, fur coat. No, it has to be a leather coat. His fur would catch fire. No, he's cool. It was like he stepped straight out of Parliament and whatnot. <laughs> Nathan Coker was born into slavery in the town of Hillsborough, Maryland in about 1814. 1814. His owner, Henry L. Sellers, sold him to a Bishop Emery. When Coker was in his early a teens... A bishop or a guy who was named Bishop? I don't know. Uh, when Coker was in his early teens, Emery leased his services to a lawyer named Purnell. Purnell treated the boy... This guy just can't keep a job, can he? No. Nah. Purnell treated the boy badly in various ways and deprived him of enough food. That's not (laughs) unusual for the time period. Nathan, therefore, was always hungry, and it was hunger that prompted the discovery of his unusual gift. He was a mutant. (laughs) Telekinesis. I shied around the kitchen one day, Nathan said later, and when the cook left, I shot in, dipped my hand into the dinner pot, pulled out a red-hot dumpling. Bowling water did not burn. I could eat the hot dumpling without winking. So after that, I often got my dinner that way. I has often got the hot fat off the boiling water and drank it. I drink my coffee when it is boiling, and it does not give me half so much pain as it does to drink a cold glass of water. Weird. I always likes it just as hot as I can get it. This is kind of like an next man uh, At length... I'm take these off. <laughs> At length, Coker left the service of Purnell and became a blacksmith in the town of Denton, Maryland. And in his pursuit of this trade, his early indifference to heat assumed prodigious proportions. The following account dis- appeared in the New York Herald in 1871. It describes a demonstration that Coker gave before a number of prominent citizens of Easton, Maryland, including two local newspaper edition editors and four physicians. In the office of a Dr. Stack, a brisk fire of anthracite coal was burning in a common coal stove, and an iron shovel was placed in the stove and heated to a white heat. When all was ready to go... Oh, it's got to be a white heat. When all was ready to go, the Negro pulled off his boots and placed the hot shovel upon the soles of his feet and kept it there until the shovel became black. His feet were then examined by the physician, but no burns could be found, and all declared that no evidence of a heated substance having come in contact with them was visible. The shovel was then again heated, red hot, taken from the stove, and handed to him. He ran his tongue as far as he could. He applied it to one of the physicians to show it wasn't a trick. He ran out his tongue as far as he could and laid the heated shovel upon it, licking the iron until it became cool. Ow. The physician examined the tongue, but found nothing to indicate that he'd suffered in the least from the heated iron. A large handful of common squirrel shot was next placed in an iron receptacle and heated until it melted. The Negro then took the dish, poured the heated lead into the palm of his hand, and then put it into his mouth, allowing it to run all around his teeth and gums. He repeated the operation several times, each time keeping the melted lead in his mouth until it solidified. After each operation, the physicians examined him carefully. They could find nothing upon his flesh to indicate that he had been in the least affected. Then... Because they're still skeptical. Yeah. He deliberately put his hand into the stove, in which was a very hot fire, took therefrom a handful of hot coals, and passed them around... the audience. Yeah. 
and passed them around the room to the gentleman present, keeping them in his hand some time. Not the slightest evidence of a burn was visible upon his hand after he threw the coals back into the stove. The account also he showed him around. He showed him. Around. He didn't pass him around. Well, it says pass. Here. <laughs> the account also describes Coker's other astounding feats, including working with red hot iron without the use of tongs. But for Nathan Coker, who was a working blacksmith, not an entertainer, visionary, or medium, such things were an everyday part of his life. I often take my iron out the forge with my hand when red hot, he said, but it don't burn. Since I was a little boy, I've never been afraid to handle fire. The New York handled September 7th, 1871. It's one of those things where you wish there was some sort of explanation attached. Pretty amazing, though. Pretty amazing, but wow. I mean, that guy led a much different life than most other people. Yes. And he had... Would you like some ice cold lemonade? Oh, no. No, no. No, no. I licked that hot poker. Okay. Well, you got that, some lead? That'll, that'll cure your thirst. Yeah, sure. Go right ahead. Because swishing molten lead around your mouth is a very healthy alternative to lemonade. Duh. It burns all the bacteria away. All yeah. right. We want to get another one in? Yeah, because that one was kind of just kind of huh. It's it kind of weird is what that was. All right. Yeah, but you can't really make light of it too much. So we're supposed to be bringing the funny, and that one didn't lend itself to it. Okay, well, I'm not going to do that one because it's ridiculously long. <laughs> I think you may have run out of pages. E Index. Yes, I have. Bibliography. <laughs> because I forgot. I find it funny that it has a bibliography at the back when every one of these articles has a notation at the bottom of where it came from. True. You know, we need to fill out some pages. Write a bibliography. Okay. Page 85. In case you want to follow along at home. Oh, there's like three really short ones here. Four. <laughs> Do we need to roll a four-sider? <laughs> no, but I will try and find out what... Spontaneous human combustion. These people should have met that first guy. Yeah. I had some friends, but they all just... <laughs> Dr. B.H. Hartwell, a New England doctor of medicine, reported that a child beckoned him for help on the road near Ayer, Massachusetts, on May 12, 1890. Oh, six days before my birthday. To the day. Yeah. Uh, standing in a clearing in a wood was the crouched form of a woman, the child's mother, with flame blazing from her shoulders, abdomen, and legs. Hartwell saw no evidence that she had set herself on fire and noticed that the ground was wet from a recent rainfall. So far as he could tell, she seemed to have just burst into flames without any apparent cause. Well, the kid set her on fire. <laughs> the doctor was able to put the flames out by throwing earth onto the woman's badly burned body. The Boston Medical and Surgical Journal, 126, double dot, 135 through 36, January, June, 1892. So that's one. And these are from 1900 to 1850. Hmm. Some odd things happened in Binbrook, Lincolnshire, England. We don't talk about those. <laughs> Around the end of 1904, in December, the Reverend A.C. Custance said that objects were being hurled about and sometimes catching fire at the rectory. A month later, a Bindbrook farmer walked into his kitchen and saw the servant girl busy sweeping, oblivious of the flames leaping from the back of her dress. He shouted to her and rushed to smother the flames, but she was badly burned. Charles Fort, the complete books of Charles Fort, pages... 663 through 665. These are very short snippets. I told you they're small. That's why there's four of them. 
A most peculiar fire took the lives of Mr. and Mrs. John Keeley, or Kylie, a retired couple at Buttlock's Heath. Buttlock. No, from Rungho. <laughs> a village near Southampton, England, on the morning of February 26, 1905. Neighbors heard a scratching sound issuing from the Kylie house, and on entering the house, they found the interior in flames. Mr. Kiley was lying on the floor, totally consumed by fire. His wife was in an easy chair in the same room, also badly charred, but recognizable. Like the stakes at Applebee's. The police investigators noted an overturned table and an oil lamp with its glass chimney smashed on the floor. But it was not clear how this lamp could have been the cause of such an intense fire. The easy chair on which Mrs. Kiley was found was not burned or even singed. The jury brought in a verdict of accidental death, but by what means we are unable to say. Michael Harrison, Fire from Heaven, A Study of Spontaneous Combustion in Human Beings, pages 33 through 36 and 109. To my thinking, it's like, what are the odds that two people would just spontaneously combust at the same time? Pretty good, apparently. One combusted and set the other one on fire? That's... I'm thinking that was a fire. (laughs) That's a fire right there. That's a fire. Two constables found the burned corpse of a woman in the village of Manor near Dinapur, India in 1907. The two men carried the corpse, still smoldering inside unscorched clothes, to the district magistrate's office. That's weird. Yeah. The Indian press said that the officers had seen no signs of fire in the room where the body was. Another Charles Fort. Charles (laughs) Fort. The complete book of Charles Fort. Pages 9. Page 930. Wearing as best as clothes. Apparently. And there you go. Four spontaneous human combustion stories. Yay. So cue that hot music. Well, there you have it. How to go to the bathroom in a public restroom. We hope you really enjoyed this episode of Achieving Reality, the podcast. It was a wonder to do, and we had to do a lot of research to get it right. So, for Chris, Marissa in parentheses, and everyone else involved, I'm Larry saying, remember, it's a lot shorter than you think it is. Take care now. Hey there, listeners. Larry here. If this is your first time listening, then, hey, how's it going? If you're listening with a friend or just kind of ran into us, I can help you find us some more. 
You can find us by searching on Spotify or Podbean by typing in Achieving Reality in the search bar, or you can go on Facebook and type in Achieving Reality and find us that way. Thanks a whole lot and keep enjoying the show. We love y'all. Oh, man, this was a good choice.